What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Pocketbook Movies and Fando Fridays here on the channel for the Fandalorian Club. We are back to talk The Mandalorian in its latest episode, and we are so excited to do so because it is a big one. Um, if you had seen the episode, which hopefully you've seen the episode because this is a spoiler review show, uh, we do not hold back on anything on this show because we like to discuss everything as it should be discussed. And so we're going to dive in everything for Chapter 14, The Tragedy. Uh, and the whole crew is here to do it today. We got Gio Ramos, the Grey Goose Jedi. Uh, we got Grant <laughs> Morsino, and we got Obi-Wan Jacoby. <laughs> the, gra- the Grey Goose Jedi is the cleverest thing I think I've seen on this channel. It's pretty good. It's good. Well, it's good. you it's know, I, I saw your Whiskey Jedi, and I was like, huh, like, Grey kind of fits because I'd be that Grey Jedi. Like, you know, I'd want to do things in my own way. I and just realized I like that Grey part of it, to be honest. I just realized <laughs> oh, the gray Jedi part of it. I thought he was just doing a play on the whiskey Jedi, but that is pretty it's, damn good. It's all caps. Come on, bro. Gray Jedi. Love the party. Now I get the it. Party. You, you should realize by now with the DC enthusiast, Gio likes his caps in his lowercase. Yes. He likes his caps in his lowercase. Yeah. Um, but yes, we're here to talk tragedy uh, for Chapter 14 in The Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 6. We are getting down to the wire, guys. We're getting down to the wire. We only had two episodes left. Um, this one is the shortest episode of the season, but it was by far not the most filler or the most worthless or anything. It may have been one of the most important of the entire series, if not the most important. And we're going to dive into it. Um, so let, let's just let's talk about it because we do have a lot to discuss. It's the shortest episode, but there is a lot to get to. Um, and let's let's right off the bat, let's just talk about the title of the episode, The Tragedy. I mean, the second this title card pops up, I don't know about you guys, but my heart immediately dropped into my soul. Oh, me too. Me too. I immediately went, oh no. Yeah, like <laughs> you you realize right away, like as fans, we and we kind of we just get a feeling for these things watching Star Wars and knowing it so well, but especially with Mandalorian, because the titles have been so key to the episodes. When you see that title card, the tragedy, the tragedy, you expect the worst possible thing to happen. Oh yeah. And that's pretty much what happened in this case of the episode. I literally went out loud. I went, oh, shit. <laughs> like, I was like, I, I literally was laying in bed. First thing I did when I woke up, I'm sitting there in bed. I see all of a sudden the tragedy and just go, oh, shit, here we go. <laughs> and like something, come on, the tragedy. And it was devastating. It was devastating. <laughs> yeah, yeah we'll, no. we'll, we'll get to the devastating part but uh so the, the episode starts off in a, in a really cool way uh, picking up from the last episode where ahsoka kind of uh gets a feeling for grogu and, and din kind of gets an idea of what the whole training idea thing is they play a little catch they simply play a little catch well, he fucks with him in the beginning and kept going grogu yes yeah. yes and, and funny, it, it it was quite funny that. hearing it was quite funny hearing din laugh it it, oh, yeah. it it was the first time we'd ever heard it. The opening of the episode is beautiful, honestly. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. I like when he goes, no, no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. It, yeah. It's kind of a preview, just kind of a preview of what's happening. Jake, uh, we Jake has of... literally put the biggest spoiler in each episode as the <laughs> title card. If just literally every single time. Go look. But we've but we've never been worried about it just because they've done it so well. I have every single time. I'm like, ooh, he went there. Well, I will no, say no. we went there. What happened at the end was expected, but there's a, something else that happened was was not expected. There were two tragedies in this episode. We'll get to what I'm talking about. We'll get to I think I know what you're talking about. But yeah, we'll get to the other. Tra- I have an image I want to throw up, but I'll save it when we do when we get to there. Um, yeah. yeah. So we 
so we we get we we get to the opening of this episode. Great moment in the cockpit with with Dan and Grogu. Um, and uh, Brian, correct me if I'm wrong. Tython. 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 Yeah. So uh, I don't know about you guys. I wasn't expecting to see it right away. Um, no, I, I was. Go ahead. Sorry. I, I was expecting to see it maybe like the second to last episode before like the big shebang. But we pick back right up from chapter 13 and we get right to Tython. We get right to this seeing uh, seeing stone on the top of the mountain and everything just kicks off so quickly. Uh, we talk about pacing a lot in film and television uh, and it being the shortest episode. You know, there's not a lot of time to do stuff. But the pacing was brilliant and it started off so well because the cockpit scene was very quick but meaningful. And then you get straight into the business of the seeing stone and everything like that. So uh, I, it was a big shock on my end seeing the seeing stone and Tython and everything right away. Well, it broke the pattern we've been having. From season. Is, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, not even from season one, just this season. It's hear about a place, find the place. Hear about a place, find the place. Hear about a place. Find the place. It it went from here about a place, arrive at the place instead like, of go just, to the like, place. Yeah, yeah. Instead of a like hear about it, travel. Yeah, there was always like an in between episode of him getting there. Yeah, yeah. And to be honest, I almost kind of wasn't expecting them to get to Tython until like the last episode. So for them to just go go to Tython at Tython. I was like, oh, oh, okay. Well, we're just getting there. So, yeah. Oh, my God. I liked it, though. I kind of liked it. So, light speed. Light speed, right? They went light speed. Well, it's, it's I, the first thing that came to my mind is it, it felt like a normal TV show, right? It, it didn't yeah. feel like the super serialized stuff that is one episode stories, one episode stories. Like, it kind of has been in the past, which I'm not, I'm okay with, but it literally felt like, you know, when you watch a television show, sometimes like whether it's Sons of Anarchy or Breaking Bad or something, the episodes all connect to one another. And yeah. that's what it felt like. It felt like we were watching an actual television show where you could watch the episodes back to back and be like, OK, that's one big episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it definitely did feel like that. And I think there I think that's how it's going to be for the rest of the season with only two episodes left. Yeah, I, I think I think the last two will probably be like a two parter or something. But um, but yeah, so they, they arrive on Tython. Um, and Din places Grogu a pop, uh, a pop, upon <laughs> the seeing stone, excuse me. Um, and we have this. He's got so much to say that he's talking so fast because yeah. he's excited. Um, so before we see the seeing stone, though, there's actually a really cool moment on this uh, oh, where he says, that, I'm going to fly with awesome. the windows down, which is a great That line. was hilarious. That was awesome. a great line. He has very good one liners every now and then that he throws. I'm like, flying with the top. What is he going to do? Fly with the doors open? And then. <laughs> And maybe uh, Grogu's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so so they land on the seeing stone, and Din puts him on the seeing stone. Uh, and at first, he's not really doing anything, hanging out. And then all of a sudden, uh, Din hears something over over a little chatter over his calm, and he sees none it's a other. It's a plane. My my God, the slave one come oh flying in. I on the seeing stone. Uh, I. Shit myself, guys. Yeah, I believe it. <laughs> Literally, I believe shit it. myself. I I did not think that that ship was going to be around anymore. I I I I hoped, but I did not think. I thought maybe after all the time, maybe he was in the Sarlacc pit. Someone stole it, just hunk of junk. And then when that thing flew across, I went, 
Holy crap. The sound is one of my favorite sounds in all of Star Wars. It's yeah. so good. It's so uh, good. I was shocked. Shocked. Did everybody, I'm, I'm, be honest. everybody else shocked by it? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. I wasn't expecting to. You know, so I was like, okay, how did he know where Mando would be? That Was that brought up? I mean, or? He's a bounty hunter. Well, he's he, a, he's, he said he's been tracking him. He said he's been tracking him. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. He for sure has been tracking. So, no, I'm just wondering if somebody been, said anything. So, so, uh, so what he what he's been saying is essentially is that ever since he saw him in the first episode of Tatooine, he's been following him everywhere. Oh, okay. Um, is what was it has been implied. So to every planet he's been to, which um, is such a Boba Fett thing. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. As soon as see the slave one land, uh, he goes back to Grogu and he's like, "Okay, we gotta get out of here." But at that point, Grogu goes full, and as Samir puts it in the chat, he goes full Avatar. He goes full avatar, full Jedi here. And yeah. for the first time in the show, we see some powers that we have not seen in this entire series so far. Um, the first time we've seen anything like this in Star Wars, where he's essentially beaming up Scotty uh, from the ground to the to the <laughs> skies, going Star Trek mode here um, and, and calling out. And he's there for a while. I mean, wh what, what were your first in, uh, you know immediate thoughts as soon as you guys saw him going full Jedi, using the Force, calling out? Um, and him just essentially becoming part of the force at this moment. Well, for me, just I wanted to finish what I was saying. I, I was not expecting Boba Fett to show up the rest of the season. So for the fact of him showing up, that that caught me off guard. And I had always figured that when Grogu sat on top of the seeing stone, he nothing was going to happen. So when it first started, I was like, mm, called it. And then all of a sudden it just goes, zoom, man. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, oh crap. Like what is going on? And it's so strong that Din's touching it and being thrown. So and he keeps, <laughs> yeah, he keeps, keeps trying and just, it's not happening. Yeah. I didn't like but, that. He just kept trying, but yeah, he was desperate. Nitpicking, but, yeah. Uh, but well, after he got knocked out unconscious, he should have stopped trying. But still, that was like the first time itself. You wouldn't, you wouldn't continue trying to save something well, course, that you desperately love. I feel like, oh, you figured out by now. You can't get through this thing. And honestly, I don't I even think trying. I don't think a blaster shot would have went through that thing either. Nothing, to be honest. No, Nothing. It, was, it was a force field. Yeah, it, yeah. Literally, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I love it. You know, at first I was like, "Damn, I want to see what he's experiencing." But then, if you think about it, we're experiencing all this through the Mandalorian's perspective, and to him, the Force and the Jedi are a foreign thing. There's something that is like mystical that he's not familiar with. It's all magical to him. So, from that point of view, that like this isn't Rebels, right? This is the Mandalorian. So. From that point of view, it made sense that we don't get to see what Grogu is experiencing. And then I was like, okay, that makes sense. I wonder if they're ever going to... I don't think they're going to show us what he saw, but I wonder if they're ever going to tell us what he saw. So so, so you... And we, we can discuss this because... And I kind of want to discuss things as we get there instead of waiting for the end. Um, do you think he had a vision? Is that is I that what you're saying? Communicating with somebody. See, I and, don't think he was communicating... I don't. I don't think he was communicating with anybody. I think he was communicating with the Force, and some other Jedi had had felt it. That's what I think happened. I mean, in a way, that's communicating. You know, like 
Well, but it's just, it's not directly. It's it's Jedi sense each other, uh, just as Ahsoka sensed, you know, as as Kanan and Ahsoka sensed Vader and Rebels when they when they pulled out, they sensed that that was, or that she sensed that that was Anakin at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's just feeling out with his powers, kind of like a, a like a meditation thing, and Jedi can sense each other, and and it's basically like a beacon. It's almost like a beacon in a way where yeah. they're not. And I mean, like I said, I don't. I don't necessarily think they were directly speaking words, but it's it's kind of like poking somebody, you know? It's like, hey, I'm here, you're there, and it's still a sense of communication. So I don't I don't think look, it's either to me, honestly, it's either Ezra or it's somebody that we don't know. Honestly. That's what I think, to be honest. You don't think yeah. Luke is a possibility? Possibly, but I think like I don't think they're going to go that mainstream to be honest, or that familiar, like we've talked about. And even though I would be okay with it and not that this matters to them, but I don't think like a lot of the fans don't want them to bring in main, like Luke, Leia, Han. They want to, I mean, Boba Fett's the most we're going to get as far as that goes. But I think considering like we've seen Ahsoka, we heard Thrawn name dropped. I think it's either Ezra or some other Jedi that we've never heard of before. I think uh, the way I'm imagining this is not perfectly, but like the sense of, uh, you know, when Ray went be with me and like all everyone's kind of talking to her, like she sent, he sent out that like, communication or whatever yeah and people probably talk to him through it i yeah i honestly i'm force ghost or jedi i i i kind of i still subscribe to the theory that no one's gonna show up for him um i think that at most maybe like someone might talk to him because then you can get away with keeping Mark Hamill. If you have someone just talk to him through the forest, like someone just hear a voice or something. Yeah. Like sitting there just kind of like you can have like a flashback of him just literally hearing like, it's your choice. Like, do you want to follow this path? Like you could literally take Mark Hamill. Is this, do you think Grogu already decided that he wants to go down the Jedi path? No. 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 So I don't think he will. I think it. So I, so I, I, I am on the opposite side of Brian. I, I disagree. I do think that someone will show up. Um, but I think that when that time comes, I think that he'll decide to stay with, with Din. Um, and I, I think that so that's who's going to show up. So the, the idea that I would absolutely love to happen. Um, it's not going to, because I, I think it's a too far-fetched of an idea. I really, really like the idea of someone like Quinlan, Quinlan Voss showing up, a character who we very we know very well in Clone Wars. He's dead. No, he's not. He didn't die in Dooku. Or uh, or uh, what's it called? Dark Disciple. Uh, Dark Disciple. He didn't die in Dark Disciple. So, and we don't know if he We died don't know where he is. In Order 66 or not, right? And we don't know if he's alive or anything. And the, the possibility of because and the reason why I say him is because that's a great call actually because he I would he, love to see him. he played he played with the dark side and so far from what we've seen from Grogu is he has tendencies to do that a little bit right and we saw it at the end of this episode oh yeah he's playing, he playing with the stormtroopers 
yep. right? He, he has tendencies to do that. Um, and so they, they kind of match well, and it brings in a character that we have never seen, or we've seen the live action in the background of the prequels. Uh, it was very quick, never on the, never on the forefront. Um, very heavily used in Clone Wars, great in Clone Wars, uh, used in the book Dark Disciple, great character. Um, and you can get a really cool actor or even an unknown to play him, and you can introduce this Jedi that we know as fans, but regular watchers don't know, and it's a whole new path for this character. To say that he becomes a main character, that's that's too far. And again, the whole idea is far-fetched in its own. Um, but I, I do think that the more likely scenario is that it is Ezra, um, because the seeds have kind of been planted throughout this entire season so far that this is very, very heavily connected to Rebels so far. Um, not just last episode with Ahsoka and Thrawn, but there's things throughout it that you can connect to what Dave Filoni did with Rebels. Um, and him saying that, you know, this could take place um, before, or excuse me, this could take place uh, after the whole, uh, or before the whole Rebels situation. In like the, the last scene in Rebels. Yeah, this, this well, could take yeah. place before all that is very interesting, and maybe Ezra's out there doing something on his own, and, and he hears this. Um, that's, what, that's what makes the most sense to me. Um, but I, I do think someone will show up. I just think that it, when that does happen, Grogu will decide to stay with Din. I think that it's pretty much, you know, sealed that it's, it's a Din and Grogu adventure and it's not just a Din adventure. Um, as much as I think the show really does need to kind of at some point stray away from that, that's what the show is. And I'm going to have to live with that. You know, I actually felt that the most this episode I felt because it, I kind of felt like Grogu was just like a side character and his sidekick, you know, after season one and going into season two. But now it's like he's the second lead. He's the second main character in the show. And they, the way they, the first scene of the episode and then the last shot on him. So I, I agree. Gio, what about you? So I'm I'm for it being Mark Hamill if uh, Grogu is going to end up staying with the Mandalorian, um, but if it, if he ends up leaving, then I prefer it to be either Ezra or a new character. It's just because you know then then I wonder like you know where does Grogu end up like what's what's his end game you know I very I'm very much somebody who would like to see Grogu be around you know because he lives for what hundreds of years or close to a thousand. Mm -hmm. um, and he could he could just be somebody who exists in the background and maybe Lucasfilm can, you know, use him in another show at some point. We see an older Grogu at some point, you know, much like Groot. Um, so I, I'm for that. But I don't know. We'll see. I, I did see some dark side in him at the very end. And I was like, oh, OK, <laughs> so he has that in him. That's why Ahsoka was so hesitant or part of the reason why she was so hesitant to even consider training him so yep. it was nice to see that uh yeah, we saw it before too when he force choked uh cardoon cardoon yeah so not the first time well and he attempted to do it to someone else i believe and didn't stop him from doing that as well at some point um there's tendencies but we'll, we'll see we'll see uh brian i do want to ask though because i know that you're on the side of of no one showing up if you were on the opposite side who do you think would show up if you think someone is going to show up I mean, the way this has been going, Ezra, although there's something about 
Ezra taking the child and training him, that just doesn't sit right with me, which makes me think that it wouldn't be. Um, I personally think there's too much story left to be told with Ezra and then just being like, here's the child. So I, I would be absolutely floored I, I, if they ever brought Luke into this. I would agree. Would, I would, to me, that would be, I can't think of anything bigger than that happening. There I mean, really. He doesn't, yeah. he doesn't fit in this story. He would, exactly. if, we, if we're talking about a series that's focused around Ahsoka, I would agree. I would, I would say there's a, there's an absolute chance, but he doesn't fit in a Mandalorian story. Like, and that's why I say like, if they are, if they really want to use Luke, that's where they could get away with the voice type thing. Cause if you're just talking through, I mean, look at the end of rise of Skywalker, how all those people, you didn't see them, mm-hmm. but you heard them and you knew who they were. So if they absolutely really, really want to use Luke, I would imagine that's the best route. I would, like I said, I I don't think anything would surprise me more than if Luke showed up. I would agree. I would 100 I I I think I think it feels out of place if that were to happen. Yeah. And so I mean so logically it would make me assume as Well, a- and, and plus you can think that like after what they revealed last week like Grogu escaped Anakin's massacre, but then he goes yeah. on to Luke and then he's gonna train with Luke, and then Ben Solo makes his massacre. Like, there, no, that's not. I'm sorry. Happen. I'm sorry. There's no. There is no <laughs> way that Disney would let Grogu just. Oh, he was killed by Ben Solo. Oh, or, no, no, no. I know. I'm just. I'm just saying. Like that. Like that was. I'm like not a, saying a, you're saying that, but I'm saying that for that theory where people are like, yes, oh, yes. he's coming along, and Luke will take him, and blah, blah, and then he'll eventually be killed. There's no way Disney would let that happen. That character is too marketable for him to just be like, uh, oh no, Kylo Ren killed him at that moment and you just didn't know. There's no way. There's a, I, there is no way. I agree. So. Um, I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about this later on this season. We have two episodes left. I'm sure it'll come back up. So let's go ahead and move on here to the next stuff uh, that's happening. Um, so at this moment in time, we actually haven't seen Bubba Fett. We we haven't seen Bubba Fett show up to this moment until this happens where Din goes after these characters. He goes to essentially protect Grogu while he's doing his Avatar stuff. Um, and he comes into contact with uh, Bubba Fett and they're having a nice little conversation and he's they're talking and he's like, hey, I want the man, I want the armor. Like, I, I want the armor. And Din does the classic thing of, are you a true Mandalorian? Like it's like the classic line that he says, right? That Din says, like to every Mandalorian that he meets, and then we end up seeing that none other than Fennec Shan is back as well. She officially returns, and it's been confirmed that Boba Fett was the one at the end of uh, Chapter Five last year uh, that saved her. Um, and how did he save her? Well, she got a nice little robot belly. Um, that was crazy. She got a nice little robot belly. Uh, and which is really, really cool, kind of a nice little addition to Star Wars. It's classic Star Wars, whether it's your hand or your stomach or limbs or anything, anything like that. Um, 
but they they're they're very desperate at this moment in time, right? You know, Bubba reveals that he's been tracking him, that he wants the armor. Uh, Fennec has a sniper shot essentially on Grogu's head at this point, even though she doesn't realize that it won't go through the actual um, thing, the the force field. Um, what did, what did you guys think about finally seeing Tamir Morrison back uh, in an actual speaking role as Boba Fett <laughs> with the prosthetic of the face and how damaged he looked and how great he looked and um, Fennec Shand as well? I mean, Gio, I'll, I'll start with you on this one. Uh, he's a badass. He is a badass. Um, I couldn't wait for him to get his armor back. You know, like it was cool seeing him fight and, you know, do a lot of, you know, kick ass stuff without his armor. But it was just the buildup, you know. I mean, it was all cool. I, I look at it this way, okay? Like, Boba Fett fighting without his armor is like Wolverine fighting without his adamantium claws, you know. But once he has that, it's game over. It's game over for everyone. And you saw – I saw Boba Fett do things that I didn't even know his armor could do, you know. And it the was kneecap very- thing. The, knee, the kneecap thing was so dope. Yeah. yeah. So like, dope. What, what is that? Hey, so okay, dope. so – Maybe piece of maybe every piece of armor does have a purpose. Who knows? I also I mean, love like the like like the punching one where the guy where he punched him and then they just go flying backwards. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to I, your I, point, Gio, I think the stormtroopers know who Boba Fett is because once I think they realized it was him and they're like, "Get back in the ship! Get back in the ship!" Because they were fighting them that whole time and getting beat up, you know. And then once Boba Fett shows mm-hmm. up, they're like, "No, let's get out of here!" Like. <laughs> Yeah, they I mean, weren't even scared of the Mandalorian. It's that one way. thing to take on a Mandalorian, but now you got Boba Fett. There's two of them now. It's like okay, yeah. it's it's outmatched, you know. And I quickly, I want to give a shout out to the way the stormtroopers were used, you know, because when I saw them appear in the episode first, I was like, oh god, you just teased me with death troopers, and now you're gonna have more stormtroopers for them to take down easily. But the stormtroopers actually put up a good fight, you know. They were using some heavy artillery. <laughs> yeah, that gun. I was like, whoa, okay. So All right. this is this is actually a big part here because this weapon um, has been mentioned multiple times in the series so far. Uh, we saw it at the very the very first episode of this of the series where Mando was going for the asset, um, but it was also mentioned by Moff Gideon that's the weapon that was used in the Night of a Thousand Tears up against the Mandalorians, mm-hmm. um, and there were multiple of them. Right. Um, so it's actually a very very heavy artillery weapon that a lot of people are pretty much terrified of. Um, and it seems like Moff Gideon has quite a bit of them at his disposal. I'll say. I mean, but we've seen we've seen those weapons before. Well, and the first time it ever appeared was the Empire Strikes Back in Hoth, um, in the cave uh, with Vader. No. A new hope. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, I think that might have been a different weapon. The one when they were setting it up to shoot at the morning. I, I don't think I don't think it's the exact same weapon, is what I'm saying. Mm. Could have fooled me, but yeah, I was just shout out to. Robert Rodriguez and the way they use stormtroopers. I was like, I because I I want death troopers, which we got at the very end. We'll talk about, but hey, I thought that was uh, pretty good. So. Did anybody think that the stormtroopers were too clean and shiny? They were, but a lot of the armor was clean and shiny. Because I, if I'm and correct me if I'm wrong, if I, mean, I look what back, has the stormtroopers been doing though? But no, no. But what I'm so hear me out. If if I look back at season one. Um, the client stormtroopers were Moff Gideon stormtroopers, correct? Yeah, but they'd been on the planet. Mm, they'd okay. been a des- desert planet. They'd been. I a- think there's I different think- groups of stormtroopers nope. in the galaxy. Some of them have been getting down and yeah. dirty and doing battle, and some of them have just been sitting up in their ships doing nothing. 
since yeah, I, assume those came, I assume those came literally off of his ship. Or they might have more armor like stored away somewhere. Yeah, maybe, maybe like cleaning. You know? Maybe they have yeah. a cleaning product and it washes off. <laughs> They're definitely not bulletproof or blaster proof. Or or stab proof by proven by one Boba Fett. Oh my because god. Because he absolutely wrecked shop against these stormtroopers. Brian, uh Boba Fett, man, his action <laughs> scenes, the reveal, everything about it. What'd you think? He absolutely destroyed them. I mean, shattered their face masks and their face with that weapon. Like the gaffy stick is what it's called. Yeah, it was just wild. It was absolutely wild. And it's funny because I, before this season started, was kind of against bringing Boba Fett back because I was like, like, there's always that been that like mystery of Boba Fett. Like he never really got enough screen time, but was still such a badass and all the comics and all this other stuff. And I was totally like apprehensive and afraid of him showing up um, to lose some of that lore and stuff. But he absolutely just, they made it perfect. Like I'm so happy with every single thing that they did with it. And the second he puts that armor on, it's just an absolute ruthless killer that, you know, like that is just, yeah, he doesn't even let them escape. He's like, I'm going to kill every single one of you. And it's just, it, it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. And uh, it's it's so funny to me. You're probably going to stop me because I'm assuming we're going to talk about this in a second. But, like, I love how he's still evil. But at the same time, like, he's kind of a little bit changed. Like, he's not all in, about in my opinion, he's very changed. Yeah. So, I mean, and it's funny because there's one thing that has been cracking me up this whole season is that all we keep hearing is people going, well, will they do this? Or like, why is he taking his helmet off? And what is his, why is he doing that? They've answered every single one of those questions. They fill all the plot holes. <laughs> yes. And it's like, yeah, and, and we'll t we'll talk about the big one that you're talking about. We'll, we'll yeah, I figured yeah. you would cut me off. We'll talk about it because it's, it's it does come up pretty quickly. Um, Jacob, uh, thoughts on thoughts on uh, on Boba Fett? Man, I don't know if you guys remember, but when we we did our preview episode, I said the one thing that I didn't want to see was Boba Fett come back, and it wasn't. It's not because I don't love Boba Fett. It's kind of like what Brian said. I didn't want to. It was it was it was on a totally different level, but it was kind of like bringing Luke in in a way. Like it's just two like original trilogy tied in, but they completely. I I can't believe I was saying that because they completely changed my mind on this. The thing is, to have Morrison be able to come in and play Boba Fett, his voice is a clone of Jango Fett. It it literally looked exactly the same and just aged perfectly. It, it was amazing. And when he started tearing up those stormtroopers with the with the Tuscan Raider weapon. The gaffy stick. That is one of the best action scenes 
I've ever seen in Star Wars. That is, that's in Robert Rodriguez Bravo. Robert Robert Rodriguez Rodriguez killed this episode. I'll tell you guys, this might be my second favorite episode of Mandalorian ever. If not, maybe my first favorite episode of Mandalorian ever. I had chills the whole entire time. Like, I, I, I watched it this morning when I woke up and I, like, I normally get, like, maybe I'll pause it and get up and grab, grab something from the kitchen. I could not get up out of my seat or pause it at all. I watched it all the way through and I just, I absolutely loved everything from it. And the thing is like the action is awesome. And then also the information we learn and the storytelling is awesome. And I hate when storytellers leave things that need to be answered ambiguous and they answered questions that we needed answered. If you're going to bring Boba Fett back and you're going to bring, and the, his purpose is give me my armor back. Okay. Tell us why that makes sense. And they hundred percent did. I, I love, this is my, Ooh, man. I was going to say this is my favorite episode this season, but I think it is tied with last episode. It's, it's the, into what Brian was saying about plot holes and to what you're saying about, about, you know, answering questions and stuff. It's the perfect combination of what we've been seeing so much from the series so far of nostalgia, new stuff, action, story points but also kind of offbeat from yeah. the typical story because they kind of do go off a little bit and then it comes back around and they tie loose ends not just what, what we're going to talk about here very soon but also the the bubble fett stuff from from the first episode yeah and um, shan stuff from the first season um there's a lot of tying up in this episode along with some incredibly great action that is happening throughout yeah. it they make it make sense and i want to ask you jake because I mean, I think I'm pretty sure aren't Ahsoka and Boba Fett your two favorite characters in Star Wars? Uh, it's yeah, it's it's Han, it's Han, Boba, and Ahsoka in order. So, which episode did you lose your shit more, last week or this week? I lost my shit more with Ahsoka because I was okay. not expecting to see her so much in in, in such like, fashion. Bust out lightsabers right away. Um, <laughs> I I knew that at some point we were going to see Boba. Um, and if we were going to see him, we were going to see him get his armor back. Like I was, I've, I've been expecting that to happen. I just didn't know when that was going to happen. What I didn't uh, expect to see this, this season. I didn't expect it to see. I didn't expect to see it this season. No. Um, I, I expected to see more of, of Boba. Um, maybe like a, like a tease at the very end or, or something like that. Like, I think I, I think I had said on one of the more previous episodes that I thought that there was a chance that Boba was going to kidnap the child. And Bobo was going to actually be a bad guy. I was completely wrong on that. Um, it's the complete opposite at this point. And we'll, we'll get to that here very shortly. But yeah, it's uh, it's something I've wanted for a very, very long time. I mean, this is the since I watched Return of the Jedi, this is this is what I've been waiting for. Um, we've never seen Boba in action like this, ever. He, he's no, never done anything no, like no. that in Star Wars, ever, the character. That um, was Boba's vader hallway scene from rogue one that's yeah well and so we've never seen him do like action like this in live action he shot a few guns you know he he just flew his jetpack stuff like that he just live action you know comics and stuff like that are different but in live action this is the first time we've ever seen it to have tamira morrison do it with the voice and the story that they're giving him also i i have to make sure i mention this but the line i i'm just a uh i'm oh my god why am i butchering it now um 
I'm just a uh, oh my god. He said he's loyal to nobody, right? Is that the one? No, you're no, 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 no. The jingle line that, that he says. Episode two line. It's he the says, jingle line. I'm just I'm a simple just... man making my way through the galaxy. That's mm -hmm. what he says. Oh it, yeah. It, exactly what Jango Fett says to Obi Wan in Attack of the Clones. Mm -hmm. It's identical. Um, yeah. And the fact that it comes from Tamir Morrison both times is insane. I love that um, they're not afraid to touch on prequel stuff. And that's what I'm saying. They're, they're wrapping up everything in a bow for us. They're giving us uh, something of everything, whether it's the nostalgia, new stuff. Um, it could be non-canon stuff that we've heard from the past. It's canon stuff that we heard from the books like Cobb Banth. They're, they're doing everything so well. Um, the writing is outrageous. The way that they're connecting all these dots is insane. And then you throw in the action, you throw in the force stuff, you just throw in all these pieces. Um, it's, I, I think I put it up on, on Twitter earlier, but I, like the way I watched this episode, I kept telling myself, how is it that a show can, can give me exactly what I want every single week? Every single week, it gives me exactly what I want, no matter what because, it is. Because it's being written by a fan. That's why. And they, I think that is, Favreau is answering these questions because he knows these are questions that fans him and Filoni both yeah and Filoni because we're wondering these questions that are leaving these open little holes and they're like oh because it's this and so it's being written by people that actually care about it as much as we do so and it and it shows because when you have people that this is, I mean, Filoni, this is his life. Uh, I mean, and it shows in his writing and making of these shows. So, I mean, when you get people like that, it's only going to be good things. I mean, Rosario Dawson came off of a fan cast to which people got behind it. Did you guys see when she was casted as Ahsoka? Did you guys see this? Mm -mm. Uh -uh. Yeah, the, you mean with the picture? No, no, she was casted before season one even aired. Oh yeah, really? Yeah, she was casted. She was casted in like 2017. Yeah, like that photo of Lucas. Wow. Holding. Well, no, no. So, well, so that was yeah, that was filming on season one. I'm saying she was casted before they even started filming. I know, but I'm saying like even that that picture, like yeah. she said, she's Lucas, yeah, sitting on the side, and it's like, damn, she's been sitting on this for like two or three years. <sighs> That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So, nah, hey, do you guys think it, for like six years? <laughs> do you guys think six? It's like ten. <laughs> do you guys think there's any reason that Boba Fett didn't go get his armor from Cobb Vanth, other than that he didn't know where it was? Uh, no, no. I, I think that's probably the only reason. I well, I'll say this. I think that there's a good, a good chance that he may have seen Co what Cobb Vanth was doing. Because it seems like Boba Fett has found a change of heart a little bit, right? He yeah. seems like a very different character. He's kind of has morals. Yeah, he he yeah, he but lives, the, he lives by like code. the most important thing in the but world. So, so he li he lives by a code now. Before he wasn't living by a code. He was living by no code. But he lives by a code now. What I'm what I think there's a chance, and I'm not saying this is going to be true. This is like a five percent chance. Maybe he saw what Cobb Vanth was using the armor for, and was like, okay. You, you keep the armor for now from a distance, not actually saying it to him, but like, okay, yeah. I see that he's using it for good, but yeah. the second Cobb Vanth gave it up mm -hmm. and he saw that a Mandalorian took it, he's like, okay, well, now I need to get my Mando armor back because it's now not being used 
for what I thought it was being used for. Again, I think this yeah. is like and he was planet the whole time. Yeah. Now it could be anywhere. Well, well, the question is, the question really is, is was he on Tatooine the entire time? Because he has probably the not. One. Honestly, probably not. Because he had the slave one. So was he Why actually there he? the entire time? Yeah, that makes sense. It's, yeah, it's very valid. And I, I'm wondering if they're going to tell that story. Um, I'm wondering if that's going to be saved for something else down the line. Uh, that's a question for a later date. But let's let's go ahead and move on uh, here because we do have some big things that happen simultaneously here uh, to kind of almost finish out the episode. Um, so as they're fighting the stormtroopers, stormtroopers retreat. We see this really cool shot of of Bubba blowing up the transports. Um, but simultaneously, we see these bad boys coming in. Um, we finally see the dark troopers uh, released by by Moff Gideon. And we have and four coming down, um, and and they're coming in, and and they're gonna they're gonna secure the asset, as Moth Gideon would say. Uh, we get this really cool shot of the eyes uh, as they're coming down from the atmosphere, and simultaneously, um, we see this. We see this one of the That's most the heartbreaking things. Tragedy I'm talking about. One of the most heartbreaking things that we will see from from this series. Uh, the Razor Crest is no more. The Razor Crest is no more. Um, it is officially blown to smithereens. But let's go and talk about the Dark Troopers first. Very quick scene. Um, very quick sequence. Uh, I know that they're probably going to be saved for, for a later time, obviously. Um, but we finally get to see them in action. Uh, they look like the most badass parachuters on on in everything. Um, mm -hmm. They secure the child. Uh, and it's, it's a heartbreaking moment because he is surrounded by these guys. And Din sees him flying off into the atmosphere of the Dark Troopers. And Din can't do anything about it. Um, Brian, thoughts on thoughts on this one? Um, I, the dark troopers are dope, but I almost feel like they're like super powered, and I'm kind of like, I don't know, like they're almost. I am almost starting to feel like they're too powerful, and I mean. Are they made of Beskar? Do we know that for a we fact? We, do, we have no idea. Not but, confirmed. But I'm assuming. Because um, he only had a limited number of them when they showed that clip. And Din's Beskar came from Moff Gideon. Yeah. Oh. So, and not to mention, and I'm not ragging on it, but this picture, uh, all I see is... Uh, the robot guy from Doom Patrol. <laughs> robot <I>? man. <laughs> yeah. So um Brendan Fraser. Yeah, that character. Um, I'm sure I will end up loving them, but you're gonna totally change your tune, change your tune next episode. Yeah, oh, this I'm was just a tease. <laughs> I know. It just I was just kind of like oh. the music was dope as they were coming down. Oh, absolutely. The whole entire thing was cool. I'm just I I don't know. Like Star Wars, oh, you always there's always like someone. Oh, there's always a vulnerability. I, I just like I get these guys are going to be like super powerful and stuff, but I'm just kind of like okay, this this might be a whole level of like you can't do this because they have this. You have this and this and this. So I'm just kind of like. Okay, let's see where this goes. They look dope, but like it, I got a lot of superhero villain robot vibes 
from it. And I was kind of like, mm, okay. So, yeah. Boba Fett will find a way. Oh, I'm sure. I don't know if Din would find a way. I love Din, but I feel like Boba Fett is just unbeatable. Well, yeah, Team yeah. Mando's right now is is Fennec Shan. Who would have thought? I I was with Brian. I didn't think we'd ever see Boba Fett again in this season. And yeah. now he's he's riding with him till the end of the season now, basically. Probably. Yeah, so that, that's something that we can – so as soon as we see, see uh, Grogu taken away, we get this moment where they're, they're talking – they're conversing after Din goes through the wreckage of the Razor Crest and finds a little ball, which was so cute, and then finds the Beskar spear um, for obviously future battle. Uh, but uh, Boba reveals that look, uh, you you helped me. Uh, I got my armor back, but but they got the child, they got the baby, and I I told you I was going to help you get him, so mm -hmm. I'm bound to by code. Essentially, is what he told him, and so and with Fennec being with Boba, uh, it's now Team Mando is. Is Din, Boba, and and Fennec going forward? Maybe a go few others uh, added. Go uh, grab Cobb. I, I'm impossibly. Um, but along with this, which is a very cool addition, because that means we're going to see Boba for the next two episodes, which is awesome. More Tamir Morrison is always better. But we get this moment where Boba reveals that uh, the history of his of his of himself and his father is implanted in the armor, and that his father was actually a foundling. Um, putting to rest the long-awaited debate for 20-plus years yep. of uh, Jango Fett not being a Mandalorian. He was, in fact, a Mandalorian, and that means Boba is two, um, and the armor is passed down one to another. Uh, and that's big. That, that is big because that, that's been a conversation that's been going on for a long time with Star Wars fans, and they finally, like Brian said earlier, they're, they're closing these plot holes. Um, it's, it's a big deal. It's, it's a very, very big deal, and they did it really, really well. It's not only that they're closing the potholes as much as there's a reason for everything they do as well. Like I immediately, every time they do something like we go, well, wait, what that makes this. And we, this, it might change this. And it's like, no, we thought of that. Like, here's this reason. Show the fuck out. Like we've, we've, we've got a reason for you. So, I, I, that's, I think, the most impressive thing for me when I watch this show is that there's a reason for everything. They don't just do it because it's cool. They're doing it because it has a reason and there's a purpose to it. There's a purpose to uh, whatever, bringing Fennec back. Like Boba's using her as like a sidekick. There's a purpose to, I don't know, whatever. There's but, a purpose to the Beskar spear, and there's a purpose to everything. Yeah, it's, it's not just like, hey, here's Ahsoka. It's like, no, she's there to give some insight, a little bit of backstory, push them on their way. Okay, here's Boba Fett. He's doing this for whatever reason, push him on their way. Cobb Vant, here's this reason, push him on his way. And so... <laughs> Uh, that's my favorite thing is that none of this is just fanfare service. It's fanfare service with a reason and a point, which a lot of shows don't do. They just do it because it's like, oh, this will be cool. It's this will be cool because of this reason. And I think that's what I appreciate most about the storytelling of, of this show specifically. Geo. I'm just wondering who else is going to join uh, Mandalorian's team. You know, it's got to be Bo-Katan. 
Well, that's what I was going to say, right? Because I, lo I love, I don't know who brought it up the last episode about, you know, giving the spear to, to Bo-Katan. Molly uh, brought it up when she was commenting, yeah. The brilliant idea. So I think uh, uh, she'll join in on the fight. And I'm with you, Brian. The look at the, of the Death uh, Troopers, uh, for me, they remind me of the real Star robots, if you remember that movie with uh, Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Oh. yeah. That might yeah. be what I've been trying, what I've been thinking of. Yeah, I was like, real steel, here we go. But uh, trust me, they, they look cool now. Wait till you see them in action. They're going to, it levels the playing field, you know, because uh, you can only watch them take down stormtroopers so many times. And yeah. now we got some uh, real heavy hitters. And uh, it's going to be, man, it's going to be a very uh, interesting next two episodes for sure. Jacob? Um, yeah, I. that's what I was talking about, about, answering questions and just giving us information like to me i love the information we got last episode and i love the information we got this episode and it it's just not it's not out of nowhere it all makes sense because like i said they didn't just bring it up out of nowhere he had to show din why the armor is his and in doing that it gave us the answer about Django and him and it's really cool to find out that Django was a foundling just like Din was and you know, brought in by the Mandalorian. But I feel like Boba Fett is not Mandalorian though, because he said, I don't, I, he said, I don't follow anybody or forget the exact line, but earlier in the episode, he's asking him, are you Mandalorian? And he's like, I I'm only with myself or something like that. And I think because his dad was a foundling and the armor was his and Rightfully, the armor is Boba Fett's, but I don't. Boba Fett hasn't been part of the. Uh, he hasn't been with the Mandalorian since his dad died. I don't think. But it's I. I loved learning this. It makes sense because everybody always debated: Is Boba Fett a Mandalorian? Was Jango Fett a Mandalorian? Oh no, Jango Fett stole the armor. Like people used to say that as it was fact. I don't know if that was in Legends or not, but now we finally know, so it's cool. Yeah, it's it's a cool addition. It it wraps up something, and it it, it it's a nice touch because um you know as as Django was wasn't one that wasn't the greatest guy, great character, but not the greatest guy. But uh, his legend kind of lives oh, on yeah. Boba, and um it's it's big because it, it kind of plays into a, a bunch of things that could end up happening here very soon. Um, so look, the Razor Crest is gone. Um, I kind of have this idea in my head that. We could end up seeing um, Slave One becoming Din's. I don't know if anybody else is on this train. I've, I thought the same exact thing. And the only way that happens, and it fucking breaks my heart, is I think, dead body. I think there's a possibility that Bobo dies at the end of the season. Oh, see, now I, I, went that too. I went a different route. I thought he leaves his life behind and just settles somewhere. That's possible. Um, the only thing that I, the only, well, not the only thing, the only reason why I say that he might die is because in the prequels, Django had always talked about that. He wants to live, a, live, uh, leave a, leave a life for his son. He wants to leave a life for his son. He wants to leave a life for his family. He's trying to make something of himself. And what better way to honor your father and honor your family than a hero sacrifice in some way? Uh, maybe not on purpose, but it actually happening in a good way by saving the child, helping Din in his journey, stuff like that. And then, these uh, and then slave one ending up in Din's hand because he is going to need something to, to transport around. And, and it's like Brian said about reasons. 
it's not just a coincidence that the slave one happened to show up in this episode. <laughs> so yeah, it leaves the door open for it for sure. But could you imagine the slave one as the flagship ship of the oh, show? My God, cool. I love how it flies straight and then yes. tips over to land. Yeah. I love it. Uh, that would be amazing. I mean, you know, John Favreau, he's he's a diehard Boba Fett fan. So that'd be poetic. I love and, it. And who's directing the season finale? Who? John Favreau. 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 Oh, I thought you were gonna say George Lucas. I was like, yes. No. <laughs> so who's doing episode seven then? Rick Famuyiwa. Nice. Which I am nice. not a fan of. What? Why? He had my two least favorite episodes of season one. You didn't like chapter two last year? Uh, I think after I went back, I was Ooh, like, I love okay. chapter two. You did chapter two, and I I understand the prisoner episode isn't everyone's favorite. I get that, but I mean, he was given an episode that was written by someone else. He, he, he didn't write that episode. He wrote this episode. He wrote Speaking of that. Bill Burr is. Yeah, I love back. that. I love that. I, 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 I will, could do I without withhold, that. I will with, I will withhold any comments until I see what kind of role he has. I actually I'm, liked him in that prisoner episode. So I'm down. I I'm excited for him to come back. I'm curious, or maybe but, he doesn't even. Maybe he just goes talks to him in his cell real quick. I, I hope it's and just leaves. for like. I hope it's just for information. I yeah, really he's do. probably just gonna go. But didn't he say I need to break him out or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which he did. You know, he's, he's gonna. He's gonna. How piss are they off? gonna fight these death troopers though? Like I get it. Boba Fett obviously is a badass. And so is Din. But how are they gonna? They need a Soka man. Go grab a soaker. Look, I look. I will. I'll. I think that there is a possibility that, you know, whether whether it's when Boba dies or something like that. I think that there's actually a big possibility that this crew fails on getting Grogu back, um, and that we don't see him get Grogu back for for a while. And I think that this the season might end on. Whichever Jedi he reached out on coming to save him. Um, and we get an action scene from that Jedi saving Grogu. Um, but I, I do think there's a good possibility that that Din fails at getting him back. And it's the it's the Jedi that actually saves him. It's possible. I mean, because I don't I don't see how they're going to defeat those dark troopers, to be honest, because there's more of them. There's not just those four. Yeah, there's, so, a, there's at least 20 of them. It's going to be tough. Mm-hmm. Bo-Katan's going to get her Dark Saber back and start wrecking havoc on them. Um, so I do want to ask, speaking yeah. of Dark Saber, because I do want to ask, we got this this scene at the very end. We got this scene at the very end. There were some good things in this scene. Um, you know, Gro- Gro- Grogu throwing around some Stormtroopers, uh, Moff Gideon pretty much taunting uh, baby, baby Grogu. Um, and then I don't know how they made the most tiniest cuffs in the world. Right. They put them on, on Grogu. Um I have a question for you guys. Do you think that Moff Gideon is already force sensitive? I was wondering that when he walked into the room, but I don't think so. I don't, uh, think so. I don't know. Is it Samir, possible? I do too. Yes. Samir, I honestly, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. That's sorry, okay, it's okay. immediately. Yeah, no. Well, this I, is a I, big I episode. This is a huge episode. So this is more important than those two that he did last season. So I. I think I mean look, look what reason. look what the previous directors who were on season one have done so far with Bryce Dallas Howard and Dave Filoni. They've improved. And yeah, he did I last so. Year, so I just hope it isn't a not filler 
because I highly doubt it won't be. No, no, no. It'll it's going to be a setup episode, but I hope it's not like Brian. Did you like chapter seven last year? That was one of your favorites, right? Uh, what, it's not I'm, your favorite. I'm trying to check it the last episode uh, that ended off with Quill dying. Mm. Where we first team off Gideon. And then like that. isn't that when uh so it was the, so it, it was, ends with Moff Gideon like so it ends with Moff Gideon them them they kill the yeah. client they're stuck in the bar mm -hmm. um they have that they have that action yeah, yeah. scene um did you look that is that the one with all the troopers yes I think I like that one I'm pretty sure I don't know if I wouldn't say it was my favorite okay because it's I I think I agree that it might be it might be like a somewhat setup. But I think it's going to have some big impacts. Like I think it's, oh, I think there's going to be like something that big happens in this episode. Like I, I think that they might go because I'm, I'm well, it's a, it's one of the Deborah Chow ones, so I'm sure I liked it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. Um, so I'm starting to think, and I, I think I'm in the big minority on this one, but I think there's a possibility that this season is John Favreau's Empire Strikes Back, and it ends on a very dark note. Um. I don't think it's gonna end. I don't think it's gonna end well, in my opinion. Hmm. Uh, and I'm not saying like someone's gonna. I, I'm actually. I think someone might die, but I don't think it's gonna be like like the child is kidnapped for the rest of the year, and we don't know what's gonna happen until next year's situation. Um, but I I almost want chapter. What is it? Seven, uh, six, six, fifteen. Seven is next. Ch chapter fifteen. So chapter fifteen. Oh. I wanted. I want them to do the Game of Thrones effect, where the second to last episode's like the big shebang. Like the big, like the big, like battle, and then like, the last one is like close. It's kind of like out. a mop up where something yeah. happens. It's a lead into next year, um, because it, it would it would be a really cool addition. Like we see something really big happen in the next episode, and then it kind of continues into the into the finale. I could see that. I don't know. Favreau's directing, so he might go cinematic like he did episode one. That's true. I don't know. I'm just hoping it's not a like a setup, uh, boring film. Like a complete setup. Like it's just all like talking, and then like it ends with a cliffhanger, and then it goes to the next episode. I don't mind that. I just don't want it to be useless to be used as just a fill, like to, like well, a filler I just set up you're going to see Bill Burr and they're going to try to find whatever they're looking for. And then I think like Jake said, I think they're going to make their first attempt at trying to get the child and they're going to fight some dark troopers and get their asses beat. I hope it's like 45 minutes long. And then, and then they have to be like, okay, how are we going to get past these dark troopers? And then that's the finale. So that's what I yeah. think. I'm surprised how short this one was, but it worked. Yeah. No, it did. It did. It, it did not waste a second. But it was, was a 30 minute oh, episode. Uh, Samir, it is. It, I don't think it's like officially confirmed, but he was supposed to be directing two, um, two episodes this year. And it was, it was suggested that it was the, it was the, the premiere and the finale. So, um, and that, this is an interesting thing too, if someone did tell you this, but, uh, someone told him that they can hear the Kylo Ren theme during, uh, Grogu's scene with Moth, which is interesting. Um, Oh, maybe, I, maybe a little tease there. I'm gonna have to go back and listen to that. Hmm. Um, 
Okay, so I'm, let's. I'm so bad at catching the themes. Well, you're still focused on like what people are saying and what they're doing and stuff like that. Yeah, it's hard sometimes unless it's like yeah. very blatantly clear. It's, it's hard as theme in the last episode. I'm pretty yeah. sure the only ones I would ever like immediately catch would be Darth Vader's and Leia's. Like immediately, I would catch those two. Other than that, I probably wouldn't. Yeah. And race. Ray's I heard people speculating that when they went Ray's to the laboratory okay, yeah. and showed that figure in the little tube that you, they heard the Snoke theme, but I don't know if that's true or not. Yeah, there, there were um, there was things going on in the internet that they could hear the Snoke theme within that episode. Yeah. I don't... I mean, we probably should have talked about that on that episode, but um, I don't know how I feel about that. Well, I don't even know if it's true or not. I mean, until yeah. they confirm it, who knows? I, ho- so I hope that's not... I'd have to go back. Yeah, I, ho- I hope that's not the case. But well, yeah. it's gone now. It's blown up. <laughs> that's that's true. That's very true. Um, okay, so let's let's wrap it up here and and talk a little bit about what's coming and just you know if you can sum up your uh, your ideas for what we could be seeing next on uh, on on the f- the seventh episode of season two, chapter fifteen. Uh, Gio, I'll start with you, man. Um, I definitely think it'll be uh one like uh, Deathly Hollows part one and part two. You know, where there'll, there'll be some action, but it'll end with a moment in the Star Destroyer or whatever ship uh, Moff Gideon's in, and then it'll go from there. Uh, very reminiscent of last season. Although I do have a casual viewer question I want to ask all you guys and everyone in the chat, if I may. Um, so we're wondering the whole time if Grogu is going to go down the path of a Jedi or not. Didn't the sequel trilogy already answer that question? Uh, did somebody tell Ray in the last Jedi or rise of Skywalker that, you know, she is the last Jedi, like that's it. Like, so doesn't that kind of answer the question that Grogu doesn't become a Jedi or go down? He doesn't go down that path. Am well, I not necessarily? Cause this is, this is 25 years in the past compared to where that is. Right. But I mean, does, I don't think she, he's, I personally don't think he's going to become a Jedi. Did something happen to Grogu? I think he's going to become a Mandalorian. That's just. Yeah, I mean that's basically what Gio's saying. Did are they? Did they already confirm that Grogu doesn't become a Jedi? Because there's no Jedi around at that point. I would answer that saying this galaxy is so damn big. There's there's more Jedi out there that we don't know of. That not they're not. Uh, putting up like a Jedi council anymore. They're not building a government where the Jedi are leading it. So I think there's dozens of Jedi out in different parts, not necessarily Jedi, but force users who may practice Jedi stuff out in the galaxy in little pockets and areas. And even if Grogu does do that with whoever, maybe it's somewhere out in the galaxy. They just don't cross path with the, with the main storyline of the skywalker saga that's how i would look at it oh, yeah. episode three with with bogatan was one of the shortest as well and that that episode kicked ass <laughs> yeah and that's okay rachel thank you for being here rachel but no you're right Drew. i don't think he be- he would become like a a jedi that everybody knows about i just want to see him with a little teeny tiny lightsaber man hey does i don't want to what, see what's that does he know he knows what a lights i mean obviously he knows what a lightsaber is but like i think he's used one before he was. Oh, he, he's it. definitely seen one. I mean, he was in the Jedi Order. He was like, he didn't have enough energy, but like, I think he was like, give me that. Like, 
trying to take it from me. That I could stab you. Yeah, but can he even hold it? There's no way he can hold that. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe with both hands. (laughs) Um, Okay, Jacob. What about you? What what do you uh, What do you expect to see uh, going forward in the next week? I think it's going to be kind of heisty in a way, a heist thing where they get Bill Burr. And look, I liked Bill Burr in the season, the first season, but I don't know if this is the right place to bring him in in such an important last two episodes. But maybe, like we talked about, maybe him and Cardoon go to his cell, get some information out of him real quick. We'll lower, we'll get your sentence lowered somehow if you give us this information. And then, boom, they go on their way. And I think they're going to fail at trying to get the child and realize they need some more firepower. Could you guys imagine them failing and then seeing fucking Ezra Bridger come in with wreck shop? That's the thing. If you shitting me, Brian, you telling me that you wouldn't be excited. Uh, (laughs) I don't know. Right now you wouldn't lose your mind. I probably would, but I, I don't know if I would want. I well, that doesn't mean he has to leave with Ezra. I think Grogu. I honestly kind of don't like want to see Ezra right now. I want to see Ezra be found. Yeah, yeah. I think it's be Quinlan Voss. Jason so, Momoa is Quinlan Voss. You are so <laughs> on this Quinlan Voss. It's not going to happen. Hey, I'd be down for that, but he's so dope. He's I so do dope. think whoever Grogu was trying to reach out to, or whoever like felt that is going to show up. It might not be like for a big action scene. I think it'll be at the end of the final episode. I think they'll show up at the very end of this season. Yeah. We'll see an appearance. I don't know if we'll see an action scene from them, but I think that whoever does show up, it's a setup for season three. Yeah. I agreed. I I think that that's kind of where it's headed because let's be honest. We're not going to see them go back to Mandalore and fight this season. No, 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 no. This the rest is about getting Grogu back. Yeah, it's it's not going to happen this season. As much as I want it to happen, that it's not going to happen this season. But I think season three is when, for the eight episodes, it's essentially going to be an all-out assault getting Mandalore back with Bo-Katan. Uh, if Boba Fett's alive with Bo-Kat- or with Boba Fett with Fennec Shand, um, and so, so yeah, it's. And maybe that Jedi, if, if because at, look, if if the dark troopers come out and they're as badass as we believe they are, and like Brian's saying, maybe they are indestructible and unbeatable, they're gonna need something else. And maybe that Jedi is that something else. So who knows? Bill Barrow would definitely bring some humor to what will probably be some dark or heavy next two episodes. So I'd rather see darker though, to be honest. No, no, true, but you know, a little sprinkle here and there, you know. Like, just give me, that- just give me the most darkness you can ever give me in Star Wars. That's all I want to see. Oh, do you want no. some darkness, man? I, want the child I, to die. I, I thought they were going to. No, no, okay, okay. I'm not, I'm not going yeah. as far as you're saying, gonna, I was going to say some characters are going to die that you're not going to be happy about. You go say, keep. Saying I, I do like think that. that we're going to see at least two characters die. I'll be honest. Yeah, anyone except the child, and then it's yeah. fair game. I think to die. Um, Brian, what about you? I, I've stopped predicting at this point. I yeah, it's hard. Like the slightest, like I mean, what what would you like to see? I don't care. It's not predicting. I mean, no, honestly, I don't care. I'm I've gotten to a point with this season where I I hope and predict things will happen, and it's nothing I wanted, and what they gave me is better. So I've honestly learned to just be like. 
give me what what you want like <laughs> I, yeah give me all that i'll take all of it without luke so i didn't, uh, I, didn't I didn't say this but uh we we talked so much about Cobb Vance, right possibly being team mando clan munhorn um the only way he does that is getting armor what if the armor is passed down to him when bubba dies i don't think bubba's gonna die i think he's gonna okay whether he dies or moves on that's how Cobb Vance gets the armor you're fine with that no, I'd rather see Bubba die to be personal. Wow, and you're, you just rather see your favorite character die. I I want it. There's only so much story you can tell with Bubba, and if it's just for a few episodes, and it's on a hero's journey, and he does something really heroic to save everybody, I'm down for it. <laughs> only if it's a noble death, and not That's like what I'm saying. Like if, if it's a noble death, death, I'm down for it. Yeah, because if he doesn't die, then it's gonna be like. Okay, what's next for Boba Fett? Exactly. And there's only so much time you can tell stories for other characters outside of Din. Fair enough. Um, all right, any any last thoughts, gentlemen, before we uh, finish up? No, that was a badass episode. I loved it. Robert Rodriguez, you're 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 a god. Thank you. Great episode. I'm I'm so happy that you were given the option to do Boba Fett. Because uh, I think you are the perfect director to bring Boba Fett to life with your with your ability to direct. Um, but yes, uh, let's let's go ahead and wrap this up. So, Fan Lauren Club, guys, every Friday afternoon here on the channel, 4 p.m. Pacific, um, 7 p.m. Eastern, we are here doing a full breakdown of the episode, uh, and we watch it all beforehand. We break it down, call spoilers. If you guys have questions for us, leave them in the chat. Um, to Samir and Rachel uh, and Kylie, thank you guys for hanging out with us. Uh, to whoever else has been watching and not commenting, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. We appreciate it. For the whole Fando crew, uh, we really uh, appreciate all the uh, love and support you guys have given us. Make sure you guys are checking us out uh, on Apocalypse Movies, so hit that subscribe button. Check out our flagship show, Apocalypse Now, every Tuesday and Thursday, 7.30 p.m. Pacific on the channel here. We do movie news and fantasy drafts and watch-alongs and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, so for the whole crew, for Jacob, Brian, Gio, and myself, we are the Fandalorian Club. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. We appreciate it. We'll see you guys next week, and may the force be with you.